Welcome to the Business Finance Bulletin, episode 175. Welcome again to the latest Business Finance Bulletin with me, Rob Warlow from Business Loan Services. In this bulletin, higher purchase made easy, mixed messages on business confidence and saying no to new contracts or orders. One increasingly popular source of finance as a way of purchasing plant and equipment, vehicles, IT equipment and computers is asset finance. Now, the great thing about asset finance is that it preserves your cash. You are not buying those assets out of precious cash flow. Instead, the asset finance company will buy them for you and rent or lease them to you for a three to five year period. The great thing is, depending on the type of facility that you decide to use, is at the end of the period of contract, you can either hand the asset back or you can buy it for a nominal sum. Or at the end of the contract, it's yours anyway because you've paid throughout the term of that facility. Well, one thing that stops many business owners using asset finance is that they believe it's a bit complicated, particularly higher purchase. So what Hitachi Capital Finance have just done, they've streamlined their um, application process to make it a lot easier and simpler for businesses wanting to buy assets through higher purchase to apply. So all you have to do, you go online, you fill in all your details. If you're a limited company and you're looking to borrow less than £50,000, fill in all the details, um, including the type of asset you want to buy and the name and address of your supplier. And it's as simple as that, as long as, of course, you are credit worthy. So if you want to know more about HP and how you can access that streamlined application process, just go along to the Hitachi Capital website, which is hitachicapital.co.uk, and look there at the different types of finance and asset finance facilities that you can get and see that if it will suit you. As you know, many businesses are now saying that we're living in uncertain times, and yet we're getting lots of mixed messages out there as regards confidence levels among small business owners. Now, the first um, the kind of mixed message we got coming out was a recent survey from Lloyds Bank as part of their monthly monitoring of business confidence out there in the UK economy. Now, they've just come out with their latest report, which says that confidence levels have reached an 18-month high. Yes, despite Brexit and everything that's going on, they're seeing their confidence index actually now increasing to a level that has not been seen, say, for a year and a half. Previously, their confidence index has been down at 12%, but now it is up to 24% of businesses saying they're feeling confident. Now, this swing um, is really down to businesses saying that they are seeing the prospect of increased sales and higher order books and higher profits as being more likely. Um, But they are seeing clouds coming on their horizon. Basically, their concerns are wrapped around political uncertainty, the whole uncertainty around the economy generally, but also the concern about being able to get hold of skilled labour. That is one of the key concerns that businesses are having. However, on the flip side then, we've had a survey coming out from the Federation of Small Businesses. And of its members, they're saying that confidence levels are slipping. They are also saying that they are concerned about the economy and UK demand generally. 
but also they're concerned about rising costs, inflation starting to come through, um, increased wage demand, um, operating costs going up because of higher raw material costs, all of this factoring into denting small business confidence. So on the one hand, we're saying one report saying, yeah, confidence is high, the other one saying it's low, and that just demonstrates where we are at the moment. Nobody really knows. It really depends who you talk to and what sector they're in. So what does it mean for you? Well, of course, I've mentioned in previous bulletins, you've got to be really, really clear now about what you want to achieve in business, making sure that you're keeping your costs really tight and under control, and do not be afraid to increase your prices if you've seen your raw material costs go up. You cannot afford to carry those higher costs without passing them on. If you don't, well, you are going to be one of those businesses who are feeling uncertain about the future. Don't be one of them. Be bold. Following on from the previous segment about business uncertainty, it's clear that many small businesses are managing this uncertainty by being more certain about the types of jobs that they will or will not take on. Yes, many businesses are saying no to work if it doesn't suit their criteria. Well, this is a finding that's been uncovered by a new survey carried out by Hitachi Capital Invoice Finance. Of the 500-odd businesses that they've surveyed, 50% of them said that they have said no to certain work. Now, what are the circumstances that have led them to say no? Well, first of all, some of them said they were being forced to quote too cheaply. Yet they were wise enough to realise that they shouldn't necessarily just have to chase turnover for turnover's sake. They've realised that they would probably just break even, make a very small profit or even make a loss on the job. So they were much more aware of the costs behind delivering that contract. The next reason why they may say no to a job is that they've done their research and they've realised that the potential client is known to be a poor payer. As I said in many previous bulletins, you know, cash flow is a thing that kills many businesses. And whilst it's great to have a job, you've really got to be realistic and think, what happens if that customer does not pay me? Is it going to put my business at risk? And it's clear savvy business owners who know their market really well are willing to say no if that potential client is known to be a late payer. And the third reason are just bad terms generally. So, for example, again, linked around cash flow. If the contract you're being offered has, let's say, 60-day payment terms, um, but normally you operate on 30 days, you've really got to take a long, hard look and say, can I wait two months after invoice has been issued in order to be paid? And as we all know, even if your invoice says 60 days payment, typically it can go to 70, 75, even 90 days. So that's another reason why businesses are saying no are bad contract terms. So there we are, three quick things to think about when you next get invited to quote on a job. Just have a little think, step back, and just we realize it's not necessarily that good to be chasing turnover for turnover's sake. Be prepared to say no. Well, that's it for this bulletin. Thanks very much for being with me. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please don't forget to give it a like and a share. So I look forward to being with you again next time. In the meantime, have a great, successful and profitable week. Bye-bye now.